0: Good morning and welcome to Christchurch Selly Park. Now, you don't need me to tell you that this week has marked one year of lockdown. I'm sure many of you paused on Tuesday to mark it. Maybe you watched one of the reflections or online services that took place. Of course, not only do we stop to reflect on one year of lockdown and the limits on where we can go and what we can do for the benefit of each other, but we also stopped to remember the 126,000 lives that have been lost. And for most, if not all of us, we are able to put a name and face to some of those. So let's start this morning by pausing to pray and remember. God of love, as we think about all that has changed this year, help us to trust that you are always with us. As we remember those who have died, help us to trust that they are at peace with you As we reach out to others with kindness and care, may hope shine out in every heart and home. Amen. It wouldn't be Palm Sunday without a Palm Cross, even this year. Now these do take me back to my childhood. One of my favourite things to do with them when I was a child was to take them apart. I'd get one home and then I'd start taking it apart and then working out how it went back together again it wouldn't really last very long. It might take one or two goes, maybe three times if I was lucky before things started to snap apart and break and it never quite looked the same again when I put it back together. And I was reflecting on that this week as Rachel told me about what she would be speaking about today and the anniversary we've marked this week and my own personal reflections through the year that we've had. And at times I think I felt a bit pulled apart and a bit like I was all over the place and didn't really look or feel like life was supposed to look or feel like this doesn't look much like a cross. But I felt that even as we maybe start the roadmap out of here, things aren't quite going to go back as they were before. It won't ever be quite the same again, will it? Let's now hear from Val, who will read our passage from Luke, and then we're going to hear from Rachel.
1: Today's reading... Is taken from Luke, chapter 19, verses 28 to 44. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany, at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt, tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another, because you did not recognise the time of God's coming to you.
2: Good morning, Christchurch. Last year, Palm Sunday was one of the first services that we had online. And it was me who had the privilege of sharing with you then. Since then, we've come a long way in our journey through this pandemic. We've learnt new ways to be church together. And many of us have had to step out of our comfort zone and embrace new ways to connect together some of you may have spent March the 23rd reflecting on this past year so we've reached the end of Lent and the beginning of what the church calls Holy Week many of us will have more than likely heard the story of Palm Sunday more than once Jesus's triumphant entry into the city of Jerusalem on a donkey. I remember as a child of about three or four, sitting in rehearsals as the church I was at were putting on the Roger Jones musical Jerusalem Joy. One of my significant memories of that time was the song Jesus Rode a Donkey Into Town. It's probably one of the first Bible stories I can remember hearing. The event itself is one of only a handful of stories about Jesus that appear in all four Gospels. And I think that's a significant point to make. All the Gospel writers knew that this entry into Jerusalem was significant, it needed recording. And then in this reflection, we've had the reading from Luke's Gospel. But I would encourage you, when you get a moment, to read the other passages in the Gospels and compare each one. Interestingly, in the NIV translation, it's actually only John's Gospel which talks about palm leaves being waved and placed on the ground. The other accounts just describe them as branches off the trees. One thing that they do all agree on, though, is that Jesus rode on a donkey. And that in three of the Gospels, Jesus instructs his disciples to go ahead of him and untie the donkey and if challenged to respond with the Lord needs it. Now, this may seem a bit of a strange thing to do, but it was actually the custom of the time that dignitaries could take property for personal use. And then this right was extended to to rabbis. Jesus by now was a well-known teacher and rabbi in the area and so in fact with this knowledge the request doesn't seem quite so obscure. The fact that Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey is significant though. It represents Jesus's humility and service. He wasn't parading on a horse as some warrior king may have done. The placing of the cloaks and the branches on the floor is thought to link back to King Jehu, which we can read about in 2 Kings 9.13, where it describes that once he was anointed as king, he had cloaks placed on the floor in front of him. The gospel writers also all describe the shouting that took place. There was cheering and excitement They shouted out verses which linked to the Old Testament prophecies. People were beginning to realise the significance of this man. All of that is important as we think about the events that then take place over the next few days. But I want to spend a few minutes focusing on a different aspect of the story and one which I hadn't really considered before. As I was reading each of the passages in the Gospels, I kept being drawn to the fact that Jesus' entry into Jerusalem hadn't begun in the city that morning. No, his journey had begun some 14 or 15 miles away in Jericho. Now that's 14 or 15 miles as the crow flies. He actually ascended over 3,000 feet and it would have taken a fair chunk of the day to do. Jericho itself is the lowest point on Earth, and it is about 800 feet or 250 meters below sea level. It's described as being a lush desert, sorry, a lush oasis in a barren desert. Once he left Jericho, he was very soon onto a hot, dry and dusty road, and there he would have begun his climb up to the Mount of Olives. We have to remember that Jesus knew what this journey meant. He knew what was at the end of it. He knew, but he still went. Despite knowing what was at the end of his journey, he continued to serve as he went on his way. Jesus is stopped by Bartimaeus, who requests that Jesus heal him of his sight. And then Bartimaeus follows Jesus into Jerusalem. Once Jesus had reached the Mount of Olives, he would once again be surrounded by lush vegetation. But it had been a huge effort to get there in the first place. And it was not until this part of the journey that he picks up the donkey. So the climb had all been done on foot. And before he actually enters into Jerusalem, he weeps over the city. So why am I focusing on this last journey into Jerusalem? Well, I believe we can draw some parallels with the journey that we've been on in the last year. I'm sure there have been times in this last year where you have felt that you have been at your lowest point. Maybe you've been ill, struggled emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, but hopefully, Even though you've been in that lowest place, you've known the support of your family and or your church community around you. They have been the lush vegetation in your barren desert, praying for you, offering practical support where it has been needed. And as we look back and reflect on the year that's gone, I hope that we can see that God himself has sustained you through all that's gone on for you. I think we can all agree, however, the last year has been for us. It has at times been an uphill battle for us all. And just like the long journey Jesus endured, we too have had to climb a mountain. But even in that uphill journey, there will have been times where we have served just as Jesus did. Our service to God hasn't stopped just because our building has closed. As a church, we've worked hard together to make sure we've kept in contact with people. Cards have been sent, phone calls have been made, practical help, and not to mention the preparation of services each week. And for some people, the opportunities to serve have been surprising and have required us to step out of our comfort zones. God is pleased with what we've done. Now, as Jesus got nearer the top of the climb, the vegetation began to get greener again. There was much more growth. So let's think, where have you seen growth this past year, either personally or or as a church? Or where are you hoping to see growth in the coming year? How are we going to support each other as we grow and as we continue this journey, hopefully, towards some level of normality as Jesus looked down on the city of Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives he wept for some of us this year will have seen times of weeping of lament for the things that we've lost and that's okay Jesus recognises that we need to have those times and he will no doubt have been weeping with us We may have wept with or for others, bringing them to God in prayer, just as Jesus was weeping for Jerusalem. Just as Jesus' journey continued, so does ours. And we are now in a time of hopeful anticipation. We are hoping that before long we will begin to see restrictions lifted and we can begin to see our friends and our family again. Church will open up, and the activities we used to enjoy will begin. We are hopeful that the next part of the journey will be easier. I'm sure Jesus' journey was much easier once he had the donkey. However, Jesus knew that after his journey ended, things would never be the same again. And as we go forward, we need to spend some time in reflection of the past year. And as we move forward, what things from before do we want to keep? What things will be changed? What things might we decide not to resume at all? It is a time now for us all to seek God's heart for our own lives and for our church. So as we come to celebrate Palm Sunday this year, I pray that you will use the time to reflect a time to lament, but also a time of hopeful anticipation of what is to come. Amen.
0: Let us close our service and our reflection today with this prayer. True and humble King, hailed by the crowd as Messiah, grant us the faith to know you and love you, that we may be found beside you on the way of the cross, which is the path of glory. Amen.